In this episode, we take a look at operant conditioning and why reward systems work. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change, big change, big change. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are taking a look at one of the core components of behavioral psychology. We are looking at operant conditioning and the role that it plays in developing habits and changing behavior and changing responses to things. We're doing a deeper dive into this topic. Now, before we jump in, let's take a look at today's sponsor. It's hard to find the time to sit down to read and learn more. And when you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development. Well, there's an incredible app for that, and it solves that problem with ease. I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique, and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people like business leaders are well known for reading a lot of books and Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can start using that information right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, on your lunch break or while you exercise. Just 15 minutes. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, to history books. It has the latest titles from bestsellers lists, as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read but never had the time to. One of the books I've been meaning to read for a while is Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. It's one of those books that I hear about constantly, but I just haven't had a chance to pick up yet. Thankfully, with Blinkist, I can go through it in 15 minutes and then decide, do I want to pick up the full book or not? Either way, I get the information and I can walk away knowing what that book is about and using its insights to improve my life. With Blinkist, you can get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. And right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for Tiny Leaps listeners. Go to Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps to try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash tiny leaps to start your free seven day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at blinkist.com slash tiny leaps. Now, there are a few major reasons that someone might develop a reward system when trying to change their behavior or change their habits or routines or just to do something that they maybe don't want to be doing. One of the big reasons is that it incentivizes success. So when you actually do the thing, when you show up, you 
get something for it. You are rewarded for it. And there is a direct connection between the reward and the action. That can create additional motivation, especially in those moments when you just truly don't want to do it. You have something to look forward to. You have uh, that feeling of uh, success and fulfillment that might come with gaining that thing. And it just creates a direct incentive for taking action. Another big reason is that it punishes failure. So it actually creates an incentive for not doing something, for avoiding something and changing something. And every single time that you fail to do that, you are punished for it. That is a part of the reward system. It's both positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement. And then a third reason that people use it is because it gives them something to look forward to. Sometimes it's not even about the actual reward. It's not even about doing something so incredibly special that it's worth putting in all this energy. It's just that you don't really enjoy this thing. You don't really want to be doing this thing. And if you have something to look forward to and to keep your mind focused on, you can actually get through it much easier easier. So those are three major reasons that people use reward systems. But what is actually going on here? Why do these things matter? Why does it help in changing behavior? Well, the answer comes down to operant conditioning. Operant conditioning is, quote, sometimes referred to as instrumental conditioning, is a method of learning that occurs through rewards and punishments for behavior. Through operant conditioning, an association is made between a behavior and a concept consequence for that behavior and quote. So we engage in a behavior, we take a certain action and there is a consequence. Now that consequence can be either positive or negative. It can be a punishment or a reward, but that consequence exists and is directly tied to the behavior. And that gets us to either take that action or avoid that action. And why does this actually work? Well, there are two types of behavior. Uh, and all of this is coming from an article on Very Well Mind that I highly, highly recommend you check out. Uh, the two types of behaviors are respondent behaviors, which are those that occur automatically and reflexively. Think of pulling your hand away from the stove when you get burned or putting your hands forward to stop yourself when falling. These are respondent behaviors. They just occur. They are a reflex. You don't have to stop and think about it. You aren't planning for it to happen. It just happens. And then the second type of behaviors are operant behaviors those under our conscious control. Some may occur spontaneously and others purposefully, but it is the consequences of these actions that then influence whether or not they occur again in the future because we are choosing to do them. If we take an action, we don't like the consequences that came from it, we avoid that action in the future. Now, we may have spontaneously done it, we may have done it without much thinking, but we do have conscious control over it as opposed to the reflex level action of respondent behaviors. So understanding these two different behavior types is key to understanding why operant conditioning works because they are behaviors under our control. They aren't about having a reflex and trying to change that reflex. They're about what behaviors are we consciously choosing to do and do we like the consequences of those behaviors or not. If we do not, then we can stop them. And if we do, then we continue 
doing them. Now, there's some key components to operant conditioning, uh, and they are reinforcers and punishments. So a reinforcer is defined as any event that strengthens or increases the behavior it follows. So for example, you might give yourself positive reinforcers like praise. If somebody praises you when you've done a good job, that is a positive reinforcer. If you praise your child when they've done a good job, when they've worked hard, that is positive reinforcement. Uh, That also comes in the form of direct rewards. So this is your reward system. You do X, you get Y. That allows you to positively reinforce the behavior that you engage in. But there are also negative reinforces, and this is the removal of events or situations as a result of a behavior. So for example, giving a crying child candy to get them to stop crying. This rewards you. This creates a reinforcement around you and that behavior by removing a negative result. So you did not want the child crying. It's annoying. You don't want to deal with it. Boom, give them candy. All of a sudden, they're not crying anymore. Now you're reinforcing your decision to give them candy. And the next time, you might give them candy again to get them to stop. And so you're reinforcing that negative behavior. Then the second part of this process is punishments. And punishments are defined as the presentation of an adverse event or outcome that causes a decrease in the behavior it follows. So now here's something I didn't fully realize before I started looking into the content of this episode. There are both positive punishments and negative punishments. Now here's how the article refers to positive punishment. Quote, sometimes referred to as punishment by application presents an unfavorable event or outcome in order to weaken the response it follows. For example, spanking a child for misbehavior is an example of punishment by application. The point is that by presenting an unfavorable event or outcome, you can potentially weaken the behavior that triggered it because those two things get associated. Now, negative punishment is described as, quote, also known as punishment by removal, occurs when a favorable event or outcome is removed after a behavior occurs. Taking away a child's video game following misbehavior is an example of negative punishment. So negative punishment is when you take something that somebody wants away from them as a punishment for a behavior you do not want to see occur again. So taking the child's video game, they want to be playing it, taking your uh, son or daughter's phone when they screw up, That is taking something from them that is positive to them that they want in order to punish a negative behavior, which is different from positive punishment, which is presenting an unfavorable event or outcome in order to weaken the response it follows. So there's some key takeaways here. Number one, the two kinds of behaviors are reflexes and operant behavior. Operant behaviors are more controllable and programmable. And so when we're looking at behavior change, that is the area we try to focus on. Number two, if trying to develop or reduce an operant behavior, using a reward system can be helpful. So giving yourself positive reinforcers, negative reinforcers to change behavior, giving yourself positive punishments, negative punishments to help you move away from the behaviors you don't want to keep engaging in. Number three, when creating a reward system, focus on reinforcers and punishments. Reinforce the behavior you want by giving yourself a reward or being praised. 
And of course, you have to be careful of accidentally reinforcing habits and behaviors you don't want. So those negative reinforcers, the removal of events or situations as a result of a behavior. So giving a crying child candy to get them to stop while favorable in the short term might create a long-term habit that you don't want to develop. So be careful of that. And finally, punish behaviors that you don't want. Now, of course, when I say that, I simply mean give yourself some consequence of continuing to engage in particular behaviors that you know you want to kill. So for example, give yourself a tip jar in your home. This is something that people have done very successfully. Every single time you engage in a particular behavior, put a dollar in the jar or a nickel in the jar or something that, uh, you won't necessarily want to do and that can help you to keep focused on the task at hand. So I hope this was helpful to some of you out there. I highly, highly encourage you to do a little bit more research on this and to consider the role that operant conditioning plays in your behavior change system. Uh, And if you do not have a behavior change system, if you do not have an approach to changing your behavior and actually creating change in your life, then I highly recommend you start looking at creating one. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to click subscribe wherever you are listening today. I've been Greg Clunas and remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day. Every day.